0: Everybody. Welcome to another week of our podcast, um, Asana, etc. Conversations about yoga. Um, I'm here with Lisa today. Hi,
1: Lisa. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and Lisa. As usual. Has, yes.
0: <laughs> Lisa, mm-hmm. you've talked to all of us and, and a few other people and been interviewing them. But we haven't gotten to learn much about your story. And I know it's quite an interesting one, an extensive one. So
1: Mm.
0: we're going to cover all about you. Isn't that exciting?
1: I think it's a little bit scary. I enjoyed (laughs) talking to you guys. Now I'm like, oh, do I have to like put all this out in in a podcast? That's okay. (laughs) You're going to be spotlighted today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Um, (laughs) Well, how are you today, first of all? I'm okay. We... I don't know. Do we share how we really feel? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. It's what we're here for. Yeah, I... It's a lot today. It's a Friday, and on Monday, we are supposed to open our studios again, which is really exciting, but it's a lot of work to prep and do all the things. And uh, a week ago or so, my back just you know, threw itself out the wrong direction and (laughs) so it's just a bit stressful. So I'm feeling a little bit stressed and a little bit out of out of body. So that's the honest truth today. How are you?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean it's the same, but this is like such an exciting moment. Like no, I'm totally Mm. stoked about it. And especially when we got the news, I was like just walking on cloud nine. Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait. Then like the earth just like fell on my shoulders because then I realized like the the list, you know, the never ending task list of what we have to do to actually make this happen. Um, But it's exciting all in all.
1: It's very exciting. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) I'm sorry about your back too. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah. I went to the chiropractor today and he, he finally cracked the pot where it hurts in the, in the beginning. He's like, I'm not going to crack that pot because it's inflamed. And now he cracked it. And I'm like, much straighter so I feel better <laughs> okay that's good some relief God. yeah if anybody needs a good Cairo in Prague just just let me know and I'll hook you up <laughs> <laughs> and remember do your chaturangas properly always yep exactly
0: your whole, entire life <laughs> As vinyasa teachers we deal with these micro injuries all the time we're always uh sharing exchanging our stories
1: mm-hmm. it's a thing
0: no. guys yeah um, all right, so let's get into this. Let's get into all about you. Uh, can, okay. you can you start, just tell us about um, just a general introduction of you, of who you are, Oh. where you're from,
1: what's <laughs> <Hi>. your name? <laughs> Hi, my name is Lisa. Actually, my name is Lisa Marie, but everyone calls me Lisa. Um, and I am Swedish. I'm from a small town called Borås, if anybody knows. <laughs> I've never probably known how not. to actually pronounce that at
0: all. Uh, I don't think that's the go. first time I've heard it out loud.
1: Do you want to try? No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not it, it's not going to help you in life to know how to say that word though. That's so no, okay. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm from there. I'm 34. I uh, am married to a Kiwi man and I have two boys one who's almost five and the other one who's one and a half and I like um what do I like (laughs) I like um coffee with oat milk at the moment it's really nice I'm living off it and yeah that's (laughs) that's about it I don't know (laughs) great okay okay Okay. Mm -hmm. coffee and oat milk lovely Mm -hmm. And uh, how long have you been in Prague? Mm, I arrived 2017 around this time, so four years. Wow, mm. so weird. It feels like we've all been doing this forever. I know,
0: I know. <laughs> and what what originally brought you here? Why did you come to Prague?
1: Well, I don't know. It's a really long story. I, um, short version of it is that I. I left Sweden as a teenager to go study. And then I've just lived in lots of different countries and gone back and forth to Sweden a lot. And and um and then when I was living in Manila in the Philippines teaching yoga, um I I left there. I don't even know. This is not even a um I don't even know how to, (laughs) maybe we should cut this, but I'm remembering it wrong. I was teaching yoga in Manila and then Mm -hmm. I was there with my ex and we broke up and then I went to Bali and then I met Trigvi there. So we met in Bali and then we continued to travel together. So basically like my life has been traveling and traveling as a yoga teacher mainly and my husband's work he's an actor so he's also traveling so we sort of traveled together for a while and then we decided to settle in London for a bit and then we had a baby there and after that we went traveling again and when you have a baby and you're on the road it's nice when they're small but then when they grow a little bit bigger you're like oh my god um I sort of want to have my house or somewhere in the world that I can call home rather than a suitcase. So so we wrote some cities down on a piece of paper that we liked. And I had actually never been to Prague. I'd been to the Czech Republic, but I'd never been to Prague. Um, But Trigby had. He'd performed here and he loved it. So we narrowed this list of cities down to Prague and... Taipei because we love Taipei for some reason we love Taiwan but it's really hard to move there (laughs) because of paperwork so we we booked a plane ticket to Prague and arrived and loved it and just found an apartment and stayed here (laughs) that's that's it I don't know amazing (laughs) that's just I don't know how to tell that story and it's like one breath
0: (laughs) well that's great though it's so adventurous it's awesome Um, yeah, so you've had an extensive, uh, yoga career and traveling career. Like you said, you've lived in a, in a bunch of different countries Mm. and taught yoga. And how did this all start? What originally brought you to yoga? How old were you when this, when this all began, Mm. this traveling nomadic lifestyle?
1: I mean, introduction to yoga, I was like... Thirteen, fourteen. 14 so I, I used to be a swimmer and competitive swimmer when i was younger and and we would go to yoga and we'd do these classes to like um match up the training or something and i was like always really intrigued by by this the mystery do you know do you know what i mean when i say that like the mystery around the teacher like saying om and stuff I was like what what is this but I really liked it you know yeah that stuff but it was a little bit embarrassing at that point too that people would sing together in a in a yoga class but I was like oh this is cool I I need to know
0: (laughs) do you know what I mean (laughs) I I absolutely know exactly what you mean I, I I remember one time or when I was like beginning with yoga and this is kind of weird but there was a teacher and I was like, I was kind of sampling all yoga classes, trying to figure out what I liked. And I met this teacher and she told me that she was sick. She was like, I'm a little bit sick, but hopefully I'm getting better. You know, uh, we'll see. So just so you guys know. And I'm just like, in my head, it's such a naive thought, but I'm like, yoga teachers get sick like how are they sick why would they be sick you know they're mm. these spiritual beings with <laughs> these healthy diets and you know I, I don't know I kind of put them just how we kind of do this idolizing like pedestal thing I did that mm. with my teacher and it's funny to like to look back on now because it's like yeah we're all human and yeah. of course it's like that but but I totally understand the mystery that's the um
1: yeah extreme example of it but we it is there very some- mysterious <laughs> But we also almost break our backs and uh, (laughs) do chaturangas wrong. Right, right, right.
0: Um, Okay, so. No,
1: continue. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I think that was just really intriguing for me. And it wasn't until like I was 16, I think, and I went to visit my friend in Austria, maybe 17, something like that, like the end years of high school, I went to visit her and we went to. this Bikram yoga studio in Vienna, in Austria. And I was like, it was like one of those week introductions for 10 euros or something. And we went every day and we were, we were totally blown away by this. Especially me for, I don't know, for those of you that have been to a Bikram class, maybe you know that these teachers are just powerhouses and they, they have this script that they know by heart and and they just sort of push you until you think you're going to throw up and throw yourself out the window, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it belongs to the story, but I also, I also smoked like a pack of cigarettes a day at that point, <laughs> so, so it, it really helped me, like, not do so much smoking and drinking and partying, I was like, oh, this is just connecting me more than the, the substances that I'm using, you know, mm, that's helpful, and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and excuse me and then I don't know I had that and then I went back to Sweden and and in my small town there wasn't much yoga so I started doing this Bikram series on my own and I would do it at the gym and I would teach at the gym and I had some like private students and my mom and like I would just start with a lot of um Little things. I still I still worked extra here and there with other jobs, but I, I did this because it I was really passionate about it. And then and then I met uh my ex and we went we did a lot of traveling together. We 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 did these things. I don't know if you guys do that in the US, but you'd work for like you work your butt off for four or five months to save up money and then you go away for a year and travel the world, sort of thing. Do you guys do that?
0: I mean, it's not as like prevalent in like as it is in European culture. But Keva and I, my husband, you know, mm-hmm. we would go to California and work for three months at a time on farms, save up money, and do that. But I only mm-hmm. did that later in life. But yes, no. I do know of this. We
1: usually <laughs> stay at home, us Americans. We don't do much in our cities. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess not everybody does that thing that we did. But um, anyway. We went to Norway and worked on in some in the oil industry to make a lot of money, which is, you know, when you think about it now, a bit like selling your soul, but it made us a lot of money at the point, you know. So anyway, we went on this travel and then during that travel we were like, let's go let's go to India and let's do a teacher training. And we we looked at these trainings, and I know I've said this before on the pod, but it was it was just at that time where there wasn't so many trainings. You couldn't just Google it and book one. Um, so we had to wait. Um, so we were in Southern Africa at, the po- at that time. And we had to wait a couple of months for it to start. So I think we extended our stay in Cape Town for a long time. And we did yoga there. And then we went to India um, to do this training and it was very exciting and I was so green, <laughs> <laughs> what, you know. What year was that? This is 2010, 2010. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my first training. So I was teaching before I did my first training. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> this was my first like official yoga alliance, whatever thing. And um yeah we went there it was six weeks, two hundred hours hatha yoga it was almost like the same like yours the one you explained to me um, in your interview <laughs> mm-hmm. this just a uh, very flexible indian uh, very knowledgeable man who was, who would teach us asana and then we had had another guy teaching us anatomy and and um philosophy and and it was it was very overwhelming I think very overwhelming with all the information and I I don't think I took everything in I was just trying to figure out where my body was in space I think and how how all these techniques worked you know with the pranayama and the, the meditation and 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 the level of people who were there wasn't so beginner a lot of them had done a lot of yoga and they were up at four in the morning to meditate for two hours before asana practice and and I was like I don't know how to do that (laughs) no way really it's usually like these it's usually
0: the opposite when you go to these trainings you know it's people Mm -hmm. who just want a nice like holiday
1: yoga holiday you know that's that's interesting that you got that yeah I mean sure there were those were there also and they were all like really nice people but but there was a I felt very green I think. Maybe that's what I mean rather that I felt like everybody knew so much more than I and I couldn't do a headstand and I couldn't figure it out and everybody else did headstand and I was like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so, so that was that.
0: And when you finished this this training up was it like you were already were teaching? So mm did you feel that you were able to further like your teaching career with that and you were able to uh, get yourself more into teaching or was it like a slow progression?
1: It was kind of like a slow progression because I, we went on to travel and I went to, I went to Thailand and I did some like from India on the same trip. And I, I did some training there as well in this hot yoga um thing and and some vinyasa training and I was like oh I like vinyasa better and then and then we went to Bali and it was my first introduction to this um, yoga barn that everybody in the world sort of knows about this yoga scene in Bali it's a huge place that has wonderful teachers and whatever and and I was like whoa this is this is so cool it's so different from what I learned in India and it's very different from this Bikram style of yoga also Um, so I just practiced a lot on that trip, practiced a lot. I think maybe it was four or five months later when, when I went back to Sweden and had to get a day job because I had no money left, um, i also answered this ad from this lady who owned a spa and she's like is there anybody out there who can teach a yoga class in my spa i was like i can <laughs> and then my ex was also like at me too you know so we went there and taught one class which was okay and then we were like we think we should do hot yoga and they were like okay <laughs> Uh so so they invested in all these heaters and stuff for us and rebuilt that yoga room which maybe fit like 12 people or something and we ran this hot yoga business for I don't know a year or something 10 months or something and it was super successful a lot of people came and it was something that my city had never seen before you know Mm -hmm. um but then yeah and then I don't know what happened then we so I got I, I guess what I mean with that is that I got a lot of experience teaching during that time because I was in there every day teaching classes and mm-hmm. and also working at this day, day job in a picking like picking stuff in a factory have you ever done that <laughs> <laughs> picking what sorry picking stuff in not a factory but like picking stuff in a warehouse you know like uh-huh. or, orders I guess orders is the word where you just like I don't know that's what I did for <clears throat> nine hours a day and then I taught yoga after that really yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so interesting don't you haven't you had a few like uh, factory jobs I remember you talking about like this big cleaning thing or something like this as well is this the one in Norway
1: uh, no, this is not the one in Norway. The one in Norway was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. We would just like stand around um, watching people doing work that had to do with fire and make sure that nothing caught on a fire. And <laughs> really? yeah, I know, it sounds ridiculous. And you couldn't like listen to anything, no music, no nothing. You just had to like stand there and watch these people for like 12 hours a day. But it paid so well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've never had these kinds of
0: odds and end jobs. Like for me, it's always just been like straight up nine to five. It is, or it isn't, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like I, again, something I started doing later in life. Yeah. Um, so was this like the formula, like go home, make a bunch of money, go out, travel the world a little bit, do a little bit of yoga, then go back home. Or did you start to like, um, set roots in, in a different country or, or
1: grow from there? No, this, this was what I did for a few years, and then I remember we came home from, <clears throat> from one of our trips, and we were, because back in the day, um, <laughs> twenty I don't know, 2012-ish or something, we spent a lot of time in Asia, and in the big cities, there are these big yoga studios. Um, if anybody listening out there, you've heard of maybe pure yoga, or... Or absolute yoga these big studios that can host a lot of people and they have like <clears throat> maybe eight branches in a big city like Bangkok or Hong Kong or Singapore or anything like that and the industry was booming and I did a training in in this hot yoga or Bikram yoga style in Thailand in between <clears throat> and during that time realized that there was this opportunity here to get a job where you could just teach yoga and you'd teach 15 16 20 classes a week and you'd be properly paid and and um, somebody would sponsor your visa and and you'd get to really not have to think about that you also have to make a living while teaching yoga but you could also you could just focus on teaching a lot and building building yourself up as a as a teacher which was really appealing wow so yeah. Yeah, so we started looking for these jobs and sending out CV, CVs and stuff. And um, and we got a job at this wonderful place in Manila called Yoga Plus. Um, and they brought us over and we got the opportunity there to teach in their studios, which was really awesome. It really built my confidence as a teacher, 100%. Um, because I got to be in the studio every day, you know, for just teach, teach, teach. And that was great. <laughs> That's cool. But you
0: never experienced any burnout. I mean, 15, 20 classes. I know what that feels like. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Demanding. I mean, of course, but at the time also, I was like, what, 25, 26, uh-huh. you know, it's a, and and like. Just keeping it going <laughs> at this point, I would never, ever do that again. <laughs> right. um, but at that point, it was like, it was good. I don't think I could have kept going for years and years like that. But for the time that I was there, it was really, really good and and a learning experience for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Hmm.
0: When did you, I know that you also have quite an extensive background in acro yoga. So when did that come about? Was that also at the studio or how did that develop?
1: It actually developed with my ex. His name is Chris, by the way, and we're nice friends and he's a nice guy. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> I good. Just, want to put, just want to put it out there. He's also a yoga teacher. Cool. He, Hi, Chris. <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> no, I I mean, he... he did a training also in like Ashtanga Vinyasa, like an um something um what's it called advanced training and he he had a weekend there with these two guys called Bryoni Smythe and Dice oh, what's his last name? Klein something? this American couple that were really famous at the time for their acroyoga stuff. And he had a weekend with them and he's like, this is the coolest thing on earth. Right. And he comes back and he's like, let's do this. So we, before we moved to Manila, we did a training in India and it wasn't acroyoga, the brand acryoga. Uh, It was a group called, they call themselves partner acrobatics and flag therapeutics. Just, like that i think and and it was just like circus stuff and yoga stuff and acrobatics and and um, a lot of this therapeutic thai massage things and that was cool and then and then chris went away and did the the full training with acroyoga that like the brand acroyoga in australia and 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 then and then we broke up after that, actually. And I was like, but this is pretty cool. Maybe I should do this training, too, because it has a lot of techniques that that work within the yoga practice. And a lot of stuff that I use still comes from acroyoga with, like, the bone stacking and the, like, finding comfortable positions for your body in your yoga practice, that is actually good for your joints and 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 the ligaments and and all these things. And and it's, I think I did it mostly for that. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm getting at. I'm just talking a lot now.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what we want.
1: <laughs> I had I see, so much <laughs> 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 Sorry. today.
0: Um, I haven't. I. I think I've seen you teach acro. I don't know. I could probably count the number on my hands over this like PYC lifetime. Um, So did it just kind of like sputter out on its own or did you, did you move to a different
1: style that you liked better or was it something that was? Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk bad about anything or anyone, but I, I did my training and then I, I taught it for a while and I really liked the training, the trainings that I did because of the supportive environment that they provided. But then as I traveled and as I, I was in a lot of different, these visited a lot of different communities in Acra yoga, I realized that it was only about how high can we go? How strong can we get? How much can we do? How high can we jump? And it was lacking the supportive environment it was lacking it was lacking that love that was in that community when I started and that do you know what I mean just a little bit of bit of that and I was just like not I just lost interest I'm like this is not for me I'm not you know that too I'm not about how high can I go um even in my yoga practice. Sometimes, of course, I love mailing stuff. It's really cool. But I feel like there's a another, maybe my focus shifted a little bit in, in supporting, in support, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Definitely. Mm. That doesn't
0: make it. Yeah. It's no fun when you have the, the competition and yoga. I know how that feels, and I've been only to a, a couple of acro jams. And maybe it was just the people that I went with, but I got I got that vibe, you know, especially like during the warm-up before you like kind of start, everyone's like checking each other out, you know, and mm-hmm. doing their handstands <laughs> all over. It's a, it's it's a funny thing. It's very different than yoga, you know, where you come in and you start with your ohms and you start with your meditation and your your centering and and all yeah. this. But I, I shouldn't I I'm not an expert and I don't have much experience. It's very, very minimal experience that I have.
1: Yeah. yeah it's just it's just the feeling like I I don't know it's also grounded in you know for example in my first training there that the first acrobatics training I did was um, in the first week I think I've told you this but I was doing I think some sort of handstand on someone's shoulders with spotting but but I fell and my spotter didn't catch me and I fell on my tailbone and and like it ruined a lot of A lot of that training for me Um, but I got so much love and support from that group Mm -hmm. that I was around and they were just like we do you do what you can and how can I help you and and I didn't feel excluded out of that training even though I couldn't it couldn't move well you know
0: yeah
1: and I learned so much and versus you know like going into to training to another training or to into different communities where that wouldn't have been the case. And I think I work like that in my in my yoga teaching too. Because it's not it's not about how how high we go, you know? It's not yeah. about how good we look or it's about it's about how big our hearts are.
0: <laughs> right? Yes, it definitely is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah do you know how many trainings you've done in, in how many countries? Would you know that off the top of your head?
1: <laughs> no, no, maybe seven, seven, eight, eight. Really? I was and wondering, then... cause I
0: think I've seen, I've seen your CV before and I thought it was, it was in the double digits.
1: I wasn't sure though. Uh, but maybe my CV has a lot of these like weekend workshop add on 25 hours with this person or something. But like full yeah. training is probably like eight, maybe seven. It's still huge. Yeah, yeah, I like to keep it open. But to be honest, though, I haven't done an in-person training, I should say. I haven't done an in-person training for myself in a long time. And I'm craving it so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I know what you mean.
1: Mm. We
0: can go, though, soon. Looks like it. Everything's going to gonna be okay and we can find an awesome one disappear for a month
1: yeah (laughs) I'm into it (laughs) um
0: so if we fast forward to uh, a few years ago you um are single-handedly responsible for bringing rocket to this country into this city so congratulations on that
1: do you think?
0: Um, well, yes, of
1: course. You, really? Everyone knows Rocket, thanks to Lisa. Yeah,
0: I remember oh, when, when you, I don't know, when you started this and you were like, guys, I found it. I found what I'm looking for. <laughs> but let me not, let me not take this from you. So it, how did that happen? How did you come to Rocket? And and what did it mean to you? And why was it the, the thing?
1: I don't know. That's a big question. Do I know? <laughs> I've I've had Rocket on my mind for years because it got recommended to me a lot of times. Like you should you should do Rocket, Lisa, Rocket should be for you. But I've never I never encountered it anywhere. Like it wasn't in my way where I could go visit a rocket class ever. So I just didn't. And then in 2014, I went to London and i think i just come back from india and i just walked up onto this rooftop in peckham and i did my first rocket class with marcus veda who i speak very highly of (laughs) and it was glorious it was like i don't know if you've ever done a class like that but it's like the angels come down and sing a little bit you're like this is the thing this is my path (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh have you had that happen <laughs> I have I, a, a few times it's yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah okay good good so that happened but then but then I didn't do rocket for a while because I was just in London for like a week maybe and I was about to move to Ireland and um, I didn't think about it so much I maybe I tried some online classes and and tried to search for some teacher trainings, but then I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I could afford it actually. Um, so I didn't do that. And then after, just after we started our studio here, so I think it was the same year we, we were still in Bubni station. We were still in our first little spot. I went for a rocket yoga immersion in Italy. It was like six days or five days or something and And it was like it just it changed it, again, it was like I was reminded of that thing, that like that spark of, oh my god, this is this is the path, you know. And it's I don't know, I'm a person that likes to have order, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> order and and uh, and a clear a clear path. and vinyasa as beautiful as it is, and as much as I love it, it never, it never gives me that. It gives me a good, gives me good breathing, gives me good thinking, gives me good, good movement, all that stuff. But it has, it has actually never given me that like little shining star in my third eye, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that guiding light to look for. And I've, I've sometimes been on the path of Ashtanga Vinyasa because it is the same thing. You know what you're there for. The meditation happens because there's, there's a certain thing that you're there to do. Um, and rocket is, it comes from Ashtanga and it, it, it gives me that same clear clarity, I guess, in practice. Yeah. Does that all make sense?
0: It totally does. I mean, I love rocket too. So it absolutely makes sense.
1: Yeah. But. Hmm. Um, I guess we uh, do it a bit differently here though. Like we, or at least we're trying to, because rocket in the world is not as clear as Ashtanga Vinyasa. Mm-hmm. Rocket in the world is is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's not straightforward all the time. And I feel like we are, we are here in Prague... Trying to do it a little bit more straightforward, and maybe that's the needs of my brain needing it to be straightforward. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. No, I see what you mean. I mean, you definitely
0: have to find like a structure within it, but we still have that that flexibility and that openness in Rocket because that is the beauty of it, right? And I Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about this. Like everyone knows the differences, but. But when you come to an Ashtanga class or when you go to Mysore, um, you know, it's this very strict regimen you have to do. Uh, You have to do all the postures this way. And if you can't perfect the posture, then Mm. you go home and you come back the next day and you work the series until that posture, until you've perfected that posture, then you move on to the next pose in the series. Right? So this is Mm. Ashtanga in a nutshell um, when it comes to practicing Asana. Mm. And, that's all well and good that I see, I see the point in that and I see um, you know, polishing what it is, but it doesn't account for different bodies and different people and, and structures of, of how the body's put together uh, at all. And so that's, this is what's so beautiful about rocket is that it's the opposite of this, right? Where you still have a set of postures uh, that stems from Ashtanga, but if you can't do it, If it doesn't work that day, no big deal. You just let it go and you move through it quickly and you're on to the next thing and you still get to enjoy your practice. Um, Mm. And the perfection comes, you know, out of, out of just accepting who you are, where you are in that day, in that moment, in that time, instead of um, having to compare yourself to, to your own self yesterday. So I really, I think this is wonderful about Rocket and this is, where it still has the structure, this is where that um, difference comes from. So,
1: yeah, it's really nice to hear you say this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much we should reveal, but we have been discussing because we have a rocket teacher training probably has already started when this, when this thing is, when this uh, podcast is coming out, but um, we've been discussing this thing of like, what is rocket? What is rocket to you? What is rocket to you? And Alex, you've had a little bit of like, I don't exactly know to pinpoint it, but I think, you know, now after, you know, (laughs) now you don't have to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Right. Ah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll
0: just run with that.
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, Oh. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, we're just also starting this um, rocket Mysore which is also coming from Ashtanga but it's a self practice in the studio starting next week and i'm really excited about that i don't know about you alex yeah i'm totally stoked cuz it's something
0: it's something new and nice and i feel like we did this so many times and i've done this with uh, a bunch of you people out there that are listening i'm sure my friends out there um where we've had these like together self practices you know uh during this closure time because we can't have a we can't have a class, you know, or we're practicing on zoom or a few of us get together in the studio and you just kind of come in when you want to come in, you do your own practice and then you leave, but you still get the feeling of, of being with other people and you still get that community feel, but you have the opportunity to totally get into your own mind, to your own inner self, to your own breath, because, Mm -hmm. because you're on your own rhythm and you truly are on your own rhythm, you know? So I really, um, I value this and, I love that it's been born, you know, from quarantine in this kind of way. So I think it's going to be great to bring it
1: yeah. uh, regularly to the studios. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm a bit scared about um, adjustments with my back <laughs> on Monday, <laughs> but I hope it's going to be okay. I'll do little ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Just
1: use, yeah. yeah. Use your, your pointer finger.
0: That's all. That's all you need. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> cool. What yeah. It. Great practice. <laughs> uh, so I want to ask you a little bit about with PYC. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were a child, did you just always aspire to be a yoga studio owner and a, and a podcaster and, and all of this, is this how you saw your life? Or was there like a, a turning point where, you knew that you wanted to make yoga your career and your lifestyle. What, what brought you to this, to this PYC, to this greater? I
1: don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a theme of my life. I think I, you know, when they ask you when you're little and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I had no clue. And I was like, who, who knows this (laughs) at the age of eight that they want to be a doctor? I don't know. I never had a clear vision of what I wanted to do with my life, which probably reflects, you can see that reflected in me flinging around the world, Uh you know, searching for something. I still search for something. I'm always in search for something. Um, Which probably, you know, also, because I always want to (laughs) do the next thing and the next thing all the time. Uh But um, I don't know. I think... I think when I, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to, am I going to be a yoga teacher for the rest of my life, Alex? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you, are going to be a yoga teacher for the rest of your life?
0: I'm sure in some capacity, you know,
1: mm. I'm definitely a yoga practitioner. I mean, for yeah. sure. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if there's a definite yes and no to those questions. I just, I just, I do what makes me happy. And PYC makes me very happy. It makes me feel stressed sometimes, but it makes <laughs> me feel very happy. It's <laughs> good.
0: Yeah. So there was no like turning points where mm-hmm. you were like, okay, PYC is going to be... It was more of like an accumulation of events that just kind of rolled into, into yeah. where we're at now.
1: I think so. I think so. With With goals though of, you know, the next goal being, you know, how we've worked together. Um, the next goal being, okay, we open a studio. Now we open another one, we open another one, and then we do a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do a teacher training. Like there's always something on the horizon, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes it fun,
1: makes it interesting. Who knows? Maybe I'll be like, maybe I'll open a chip shop or something when I'm 60. I don't know. would <laughs> be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with your with your lifestyle
0: and all of these uh, things that you've accomplished and done with yoga with traveling how has it felt to just kind of I don't want to say come to a complete halt or complete stop but you know you 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 don't have the nomadic lifestyle that you once did right you have children now you have family you have two studios to take care of Mm -hmm. how do you how do you feel about all this how is it how has it changed you or, or is there something
1: missing from you now or I think no. Since moving to Prague, it's actually the first place I felt like home as an adult. Um, so this is definitely home. But I mean, up until pandemic, I was traveling all the time, and we just had a we just had a solid ground to stand on here in Prague to come home to. Yeah, that's um, right. But then, pandemic. I mean, I just I expressed to my mother the other day. I was like. I've been to Bratislava in the past 16 months (laughs) I need to travel (laughs) it's the only travel I've done thanks Damien by the way for that (laughs) yeah so you know I just I think I need something else as well some a little bit of world as well for sure I guess we all do in a sense right yeah definitely Yeah. Do you see yourself
0: then opening all that or as the world opens back up, like coming back into that traveling lifestyle, even with the two, two babies?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, poor Avi, he's been to like five countries in his life. He's not like seeing anything. (laughs) 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 Poor (laughs) Avi. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think he's a very fortunate kid with five yeah, countries probably. under his one and a half year old belt.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I hear you. Okay, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think, I think I I need to see my yeah my family needs to see more of the world that I've been to, and I'd like to see more of the world that they're from. Like in in Trigby and me perspective, you know, I've traveled a lot in Asia, and Trigby has traveled a lot in. Um, Australia, New Zealand and and Europe and, and North America. So it's like, it would be so nice to show that to our boys, you know? And, um, yeah, yeah. It would be nice to get out there. Do you want to go back to traveling?
0: I don't know. I think not in that kind of way that I did before, you know? No, I, I would like vacations more. It would be nice to actually go on a vacation, but, um, mm. But the, I, like having a, I like having roots, you know, and being here. And that, I don't know, mm. maybe it's my age as I've gotten older because I, I didn't feel like that maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But I do now and I'm, I'm happy about that.
1: Yeah, it's a very nice place to live. I think we've chosen a really nice place to live, Alex. <laughs> yeah.
0: What about, do you know about snowbirds? Do you guys call us snowbirds? Do you know what this is? Oh, no. what's that? Snowbirds. We always—I don't know—we say it for people in the, in the in the U.S., especially like there's certain areas. Like, for example, my my grandparents are are snowbirds because they spend their their winters in Arizona because it stays warm, you know, all uh-huh. through um, all through the winter, and then they spend their summers in Oregon, and so they have their two houses there and do it like this. So you're just always chasing chasing the good weather.
1: I'd love yeah. to do that that would be yeah. great
0: <laughs> if you guys Especially, were
1: snowbirds, where would you go oh I think at this point I would definitely go to New Zealand because like Avi hasn't met his grandma yet you oh know? my god yeah I know no he's almost two and like or grandpa or extended family you know in, in New Zealand so we would definitely go there mm. yeah that would be great Cool. Next studio in New Zealand. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Commuting in between. Okay. Why not? Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to to share with
1: us today about your life, about who you are? (laughs) Well, that's a very narrow dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) Anything we're missing? Um no no is there not really oh no I don't think so (laughs) I I don't know I'm just like staring into the wall here in my office I don't know um I can say though that that family that we just talked about has been home for the past 10 minutes of this interview so you might have heard them screaming in the background (laughs) Uh uh-huh maybe we can uh I can finish with that (laughs) yeah okay cool
0: (laughs) but thank you very much for sharing uh your story with us today and thank you guys all for listening and we'll be with you next week
1: yes sounds good (laughs) what are we going to talk about then (laughs) i don't know somebody write us and tell us what to talk about please yes please (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you alex thank you yeah thank you bye guys bye